1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 7. Now, therefore, it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? Why do you not rather let yourselves be cheated? Christians and litigation. Should Christians take matters to the court of law? With that, I welcome you all to Christians Hangout on Crown 10.5 FM, the station with the mark of distinction. I hope you are all doing fine. If that's the case, then glory to God in the highest. My name is Olua Feromi Alokon, and I have with me in the studio this afternoon a minister of God's Word and a practicing lawyer under the Nigerian law and a lecturer from the Department of Business Law, Faculty of Law, Bafema Law University, Ile Ife. Pastor Dr. K.O. Fayokun. Good afternoon, sir. Thank you. Good afternoon. All right. Today we'll be examining how believers should handle matters of conflict. As we know, it's almost impossible not to disagree. Theft, issues relating to property, gender-based violence, contract disagreement, and lots more. How are we expected to handle these matters? We'll go on a short musical break, and then this discussion starts fully after the break. Please stay tuned. Yeah, welcome back to Christians Hangout on Crown 101.5 FM, where we discuss matters that directly affect us. And today, as I've said, we have Dr. K.O. Fayokon with us. Um, so, sir, um, you're a barista. Let me just ask simply, should Christians take matters to the court of law? Well, you know, when you are attending to a controversy like this one, you have to focus on the scriptures and get instructions from the Bible. Because the Bible has the final say, you know, on uh, Christians' attitude and practices. So that's why we have to look at the scripture. I don't know whether you are ready for a Bible study anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to look at the scriptures very well and analyze the scriptures. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, let us go directly to the discussion. Let, let me just ask from this, um, from this um, part, um, perspective. Why should we take matters to the court of law in the first place? Is, is it to avoid being cheated or exploited? I mean, reference to Isaac when the headsman of Geras drove it seems to claim as well. He left it all for them. So why should believers in the first place take matters to the court of law? Well, I'm going to answer that question by looking at three things principally. Uh, I will start by looking at that scripture that all speaks right. specifically on the issue of going to court. Then I will classify court cases, and then we are going to do some analysis of what the scriptures cover and what the scriptures do not cover. Now, that is in relation to whether Christians can go to, to court. Now, the first thing I want you to notice from the scripture that you have mentioned, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, um, I, I will read from verse 1 to 7. There any of you having a matter against another go to law before the unjust and not before the saints? Do you not know that sin shall judge the world, and if the world shall be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge smallest matters? 
Know ye not that we shall judge angels how much more things that pertain to this life? If then ye have judgments of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge you at least esteemed in the church. I speak to your shame. Is it so that there is not a wise man among you? No, not one that shall be able to judge between his brethren. But brother goeth to law with brother, and that before the unbelievers. Now therefore there is utterly a fault among you, because you go to law one with another. Why do you not rather take wrong? Why do you not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? That is the scripture I'm analyzing. Now, having read that scripture, let me do a general classification of court matters for you so that we can better understand this scripture. Okay. Criminal matters are generally classified into two, criminal cases and civil cases. Now, let me take criminal cases. Criminal cases, I will just attend to three questions there. What are criminal cases? How can one get involved in criminal cases? And should a Christian be involved in a criminal case? And if that happens, what should he do? Now, number one, what are criminal cases? Criminal cases are prosecution of offenders for offenses against the law of the land. Secondly, there are five ways by which a person can be involved in a criminal matter, either as a complainant, either as a suspect on trial, that is the accused person, or as a witness, or it may be the prosecutor or the judicial officer. Now, for a Christian, a Christian ordinarily should not be involved in a criminal matter. But there are instances where a Christian is charged to court. You know, So in such a situation, he has no option. He has to go and answer to the charge. It may even be the complainant. We have seen that in the Bible. If you read Esther chapter 2, verses 21 to 23, you see Mordecai being a complainant because there was somebody, Ahasuerus Chamberlain, who was plotting a coup, and he, he was a complainant. So in, invariably, it may be called as a witness, and you have to obey the law of the land. You see, you may be a prosecutor or a judge by your professional calling, We've seen in Exodus chapter 18, Jethro advised Moses to appoint judges over the land. We've seen in 1 Samuel chapter 7 verse 15, Samuel himself was a judge. We've seen in 1 Samuel chapter 8 verses 1 and 2, Samuel's sons were judges in Israel. So a Christian by his professional calling can be a prosecutor, can be a judge. Now, a Christian can be charged for a criminal offense as part of the persecution against Christians. We have seen this all over the scriptures. Our Lord Jesus Christ, as an example, he was charged, you know, falsely for an offense that he didn't commit. And he stood trial before the high priest, before Herod, before Pontius Pilate. You can read John chapter 18 on that. The apostles were tried for criminal offenses, for offenses they didn't commit. They were tried before the Sanhedrin, Acts chapter 5, especially verse 27 and 28. Apostle Paul himself, you will agree with me, he was a lawyer. And was tried severally as part of the persecution that he faced when he took to the faith as a Christian. Now, on five occasions, he was standing trial, a criminal trial. He, he stood trial before the magistrates in Philippi, Acts chapter 16. He stood trial before the Sanhedrin, Acts chapter 22. He stood trial before Governor Felix, Acts chapter 24. He stood trial before Governor Festus, Acts chapter 25. He stood trial before Herod Agrippa, Acts chapter 26. And finally, he stood trial before Caesar in Rome. You can see that in Acts chapter 25, verse 10. Now, in all these criminal cases, a Christian can be compelled to appear. 
to answer to a charge. The Bible tells us in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 16, that when a Christian is charged to court, he should not take any offense. He should go and answer to the court, and God will stand by him. So if you were to ask me, should a Christian appear in court if he was charged to answer to a criminal charge? He has no option. A bench warrant can be issued against him. A court someone can be issued against him. And in submitting to the law of the land, which the Bible enjoins us to do, he has to go and answer his charge. So you can see a Christian in a criminal trial. That is not new. You see, our Lord Jesus Christ did that. Oh. Now, the second category, civil cases. Now, there are, there are different kinds of civil cases, but civil cases generally are in relation to claim of rights, either public or you know, private rights. Now, if you ask me now, can a Christian be involved in a civil case? It, it can also happen. You can be a litigant, that is a claimant or plaintiff. You can be a defendant or a respondent. You can be a witness. In any of these three instances, there are occasions where a Christian, a Christian can be compelled. For instance, a subpoena may be issued against him to stand as a witness. Again, in submission to the law of the land, because he believes in judicial process, he has to go and testify. You see, on the other hand, a Christian can be a defendant, that is somebody dragged him to court. If a Christian is dragged to court, he goes there out of respect for judicial authority. He has to be there. That's the law of the land. But the big question is this. Can a Christian be a litigant exactly, to sir. claim his right? This is where 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 1 to 7, we come in. The Bible tells us that a Christian should rather not do that. But in a restricted manner. A restricted manner in the, in the sense that 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 1 to 7 is talking about a Christian to a Christian litigation. A Christian who is suing another Christian. The Bible discourages that. It shouldn't happen. You see? So that is what 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 1 to 7 is forbidding for Christians. A Christian should not take a fellow Christian to court as a litigant before a non-believer judge. The Bible instructs us that such matters should be settled amicably within the church setting. The church structure itself should handle, you know, conflicts among believers. And this is what 1 Corinthians chapter 6 is trying to say, that it will be a shame if the, if the church cannot undo disputes among believers. Now, that's, this, that's why I, I made an extension to that particular question, that, that is, can a believer now, as an issue, can it take an unbeliever now to the court of law to settle a uh, dispute? Well, fair enough, if you have to ask me, personally, I, 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 I will have two answers for you. Okay. One, if a believer wants to claim his rights against an unbeliever, and the only way he can do that is through the judicial process. For instance, Acts, no, Matthew chapter 18 tells us that if you have a matter with a fellow, and the first step is that you first of all go and approach him and tell him the problem. Now, if he agrees with you, then you settle the matter there. If he cannot agree with you, then you take another person 
and the two of you go together to go and appeal to him. Now, if the matter cannot be resolved that way, then you bring the matter to the, to the church. Now, if you bring the matter to the church and the church cannot settle the problem, the Bible says the believer should treat that other person as a non-believer. Now, what does that entail? That is, if there is no other way by which you can make that person to see reason, then you may have to advert to the law of the land. So that can happen. Okay, we will still continue this conversation. But to join this conversation right now, you can send in your text with name and location to 0813-367-8350. I take that number again more gently. 0813-367-8350. You can just send in your text to that uh, to that particular number. Or you can call the studio line on 081-2293-0135. I take that again. 081-2293-0135. Uh, uh, so let me read the scriptures. So let me just um, take the scriptures from Proverbs chapter 26, verse okay. 4 and 5. Say, answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you also be like him. Now the verse 5 now says, answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. Are there not certain times whereby just maybe because uh, an unbeliever feels uh, this person is a Christian, is going to be gentle, is going to be meek, let me just take advantage of him, and then the Christian has to rely on the court to get justice. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. But you know, you have to put things in proper perspective. The Bible does not expect a believer to go to court ordinarily. The Bible doesn't. Because in the Sermon on the Mount, the Lord Jesus Christ told us in Matthew chapter 5, verse 25, that if your adversary is taking you to court, settle with him quickly before he gets to court. Settle with him quickly so that the matter can be resolved amicably. That's the essence behind our alternative dispute resolution processes. So you look for other methods of settling the matter instead of going through the whole org of the trial. That's what the Bible says. And in the same chapter, in Matthew 5.40, it tells us that, you know, if a person wants to take your coat, <laughs> give him your cloak also. You know what he's trying to say? It's like he's saying, if he slaps you on the right cheek, turn the left. You know, for a Christian, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14 says, follow peace with all men. You see? So without which no man shall see the Lord. So it is not expected for a Christian to be litigious. Alright, we we'll go on a short musical break at this moment. And by the time we come back, we'll take more other, um, other reactions before we continue. Please stay tuned with us. Yeah, welcome back. Um, 
Christians and girls need your support to keep running. So for sponsorship, please contact me uh, after the show. As I've said, the studio line is the 081 229 And you want to drop, just send your text. You can send in your text to this number, 0813-367-8350. Uh, I would like to ask this particular question. Uh, in scenarios in which there are disputes as pertaining to maybe land, and then uh, they don't have to set to contract issues that could only probably be resolved by the law of the land. Uh, now, let us take a look when they go to court and they come back. The Urbadic believes that people don't come back from the court smiling to each other. And a believer and a non-believer now goes to the court of law. Maybe the, the believer now is now the, is the litigant okay. taking the unbeliever to the court of law, talking that dispute. He wins this case and he comes back home victorious. How will he afterwards be able to convince this unbeliever as touching the gospel or maybe speak to him, preach to him as touching uh, 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 the gospel of Christ? Uh, what I would say is that, you see, as a believer, the law itself is a shield. Uh, if you are abused, you are misused, your rights are being denied, and even if there is a, you know, a, a judgment against you and you feel strongly that that judgment was wrong. The judicial process provides a method of appeal. You, you can go on appeal. You know, Apostle Paul himself did that. When he was being charged before the Sanhedrin, and he saw the trial was not fair, he appealed to, to the higher court. He appealed to Caesar. He continued to appeal because he felt that the matter was not properly being handled. A Christian cannot fold his hands and say, because somebody has cheated me. Uh, th there's nothing I, I can do. The law itself and the judicial process is a shield. And the Bible does not stop us from raising the shield when the occasion calls for it. That's what I'm trying to say. That's why you have to analyze the scriptures very well, comparing scripture with scripture. The Bible says you have to study the scriptures so that you can rightly divide the word of truth. Uh, what I'm trying to say is now, even now takes an unbeliever to the court and he wins the case. He wins that particular case coming back from the court of law. How is he going to um, um, preach the gospel to this unbeliever later on? Or won't that even hamper the unbeliever relationship with other believers elsewhere? That's, that's the question I'm asking. Okay, that, that, that's the, I, th I believe that's the reason why the Bible wants Christians to be very cautious in going to court in the first instance. Because usually, the you know the nerves are always frayed when whenever parties are in court, especially in this part of the world in Africa, for instance. You know, it's a fight to finish when somebody goes to court with another person. You know that you know climbs. It's not usually like that. You come back from court, you still smile because you have just gone there to resolve issues, and that's why today we have what you call multi-door court system, whereby somebody can pursue some other, you know, methods of resolving disputes instead of litigation. Litigation is not the only thing, and it should not be the final thing, you see. So we should not have the mentality that because two people are parties in a matter, you know, that means they are enemies. No, it's not like that. We should drop that mentality. You have gone there for the court to properly interpret the law to you. So we should sensitize people who still have that mentality. The mere fact that you are 
on the other side of a court matter does not make that person your enemy. You come out of the courtroom still hugging each other and shaking hands. That's how it should be. Alright, as I've said earlier, if you want to contribute, you can send in your text to 0813-367-8350 or you can call the studio line 081-229301-35. We'll go on our last musical break before we round it off this particular afternoon. Okay, this could be about the last question I'll be asking this particular um, afternoon before I allow Daddy to just give a word of advice generally as touching Christians, um, believers, and matters of law. The church as a whole. Sometimes the church needs to settle some cases with um, maybe other organization as touching the, the law. Now, should they just um, use the Isaac's method of, okay, let them have it. Uh, maybe matters touching maybe about uh, uh, land. I know sometimes you know we have the time we buy church and um, purchase some land, and then they will come back and say uh, this land does not belong to you; it belongs to all. And then by then they start dragging. Should, they, should, we, should we always just take the Isaac's method of okay, let, let them have it, let them have it, let them have it? That's why I was uh, saying that Christians should be very cautious. Whenever disputes arise, you know you have to pursue some other methods. Litigation should be the last, you know, resort. There are many other methods that you can use to settle disputes. And I believe that because church officials are not usually quarrelsome, you know, they would be willing to settle matters, you know, amicably without resorting to litigation. And even if eventually litigation starts, you can still have a settlement out of court. Oh, you know, all these processes are there. You know, you can pursue the matter by mediation, by arbitration, you know, by even merely consulting the counsel on the other side and sitting down on the round table. We have settled many disputes, even when litigation has started. And we have to draft terms of agreement with the other side, which we presented to the court as settlement out of court. That's how it should be. All right. Thank you very much, sir. Just finally, sir, in 30 seconds, sir, just in 30 seconds, how can we avoid court cases? Just an advice for people generally. There's no way you can avoid court cases because the judicial process is, you know, entrenched, you know, in the system, in the society. The judicial harm itself is part of the government. How can you avoid the executive and the and the legislative, for instance? You can't. It's not possible. The judicial process is entrenched 
in governance. All right, <laughs> and thank you very much, sir. And that will be all this afternoon to next week. Special thanks to our guest so far, who has been Dr. K.O. Fayokun from the Faculty of Law of Bafemia Law University, Ileife. As I've said earlier, for your contributions, feedbacks, advert placement, and sponsorship, we can also help you to also publicize the upcoming event. Just call me, uh, just come down to Crown, Crown, Crown FM here at Ileife. Ile or call me on 080-6474-3567. I take that again, 080-6474-3567. Special thanks um, to the Christian Angle team and to the lady behind the Kuso, uh, that's um, um, Flasha, you okay. Thank you very much for helping out this particular afternoon. Thank you so much. And to the best manager and my producer, that is Israel Ayodele Ogunlade. Thank you very much, sir. I remain Olua Feromi. I lock on. I charge you to stick with the word of God. Good evening and have a lovely day. <laughs>